0: hello it's zachary again and i just want to let you know that you all should stay tuned for our awesome new segment it might be even better than our classic reviews segment laters
1: it's the last second man we're running out of time to burn the cast we can only burn it for a few more moments
0: Blah. Blah 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 blah, blah! 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 Dig the mind deeper.
1: I'm drilling her mana. <laughs> hey everybody, and welcome to the John's cast. I'm Benjamin.
0: I'm Zachary, and I'll fix that in post.
1: And it's your number one podcast about John's.
0: It totally is. This is the number one John's cast on all the internet, all the domain of the internet.
1: Hell, it was even the best John's cast before it was on the internet. But now it's conquered the internet as well. You know, it was the best. It was the best John's cast in my neighborhood.
0: Um, and look how it's grown now. You know what I learned today is that if you want to uh, have your copyright last forever, like not just your Mm -hmm. life plus 75 years, but forever, technically... If you want to Disney this shit. Yeah, technically all you have to do is never publish your work. You just keep it in a drawer and you have the copyright.
1: Well, it's been my strategy thus far.
0: Yeah, mine too. Um, It's great.
1: My advisor is... I'm actually not so much my advisor, just my own sense of impending terror has really changed that policy. Right now, try and publish everything.
0: Um, so. Oh no, Ben! That means that in two hundred years, all your papers will be in public domain, and all the
1: and, and some like some like drunk eight-year-old wanna be a. Uh, uh, Like voice actor will read them for LibriVox for free in shitty audiobook format and just pronouncing all the French names.
0: Oh, even worse, they might charge $10 for it. Ah. $10, they... Well, at
1: least then they'll be using the the Socratic economic method.
0: (laughs) The Socratic method of finance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is what Benjamin has been developing this whole time meanwhile yeah <laughs> meanwhile benjamin is at the market hanging out with plato
1: well i i heard uh that our uh anonymous news source jerome ellsworth uh he had a great new scoop for us
0: yeah a jerome ellsworth scoop <laughs> which he got directly from google uh is posted on Entertainment Tonight online, and the headline is Candice Cameron Bure. I looked up how to pronounce that, by the way. I hope I got it right. Rock.
1: I was very different than the approach I was planning on, <laughs> um, so I'm glad. Uh, can you run that, run that again one more time, just in case? Yeah,
0: Candice Cameron Bure rocks throwback DJ Tanner jeans. Dash dash see the full house nostalgia pick. By the way, this she played DJ Tanner on Full House. So that was gonna be my
1: first and like through third question. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I burned the cast already. This is all going downhill. It's horrible. Um,
1: yeah. So I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a sweet internet live internet google search of dj full house remember
0: which one she was Uh, she was the old one i think stephanie was the middle okay
1: so she's the she's like the big hair sister
0: i think so i barely remember
1: i don't remember at all um i so i mean that looks like some stupid shit somebody on full house would wear (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's very 90s they're they're pretty momish, uh high-waisted sort of uh i don't know loose-ish, uh, Or
1: are they know. like
0: grunge
1: anti-fit
0: maybe I, I well i mean they're definitely high did
1: did yeah did girls wear grunge pants i was like a i was so young during the grunge era as much as i love that music yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of like art scene that like I was very not interested in the girls at the time because I was like you know four (laughs) and uh, so I wasn't paying note of their jeans like I I know what I know what sort of like multi layered small pants Kurt was wearing (laughs) or like this tiny tiny pink basketball shorts Eddie was was rocking.
0: Uh, but but what about uh, everybody's favorite uh, grunge musician? What's her name? Courtney Love. No. Think to yourself: Is this like, something Courtney Love? I was gonna say. So did it, yeah. did a, did a
1: lady in 1994? Did she like wear pants? Was jeans like a thing you would wear, or would you wear like a weird skirt over this, or like? Or, like, overalls, like Willow, with
0: <laughs> a I'm glad that our knowledge of early 90s fashion comes from the late 90s drama, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's really good. It's, I
1: mean, <laughs> I was pretty drunk mm-hmm. when I watched the first two seasons of that show mm-hmm. in our dorm but I definitely remember it involving the 90s yeah. and Willow dressing like a retard. <laughs> like, I, I do remember those things.
0: Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I think these look pretty 90s-ish. And, uh, but
1: in a good way or in a bad way?
0: I don't know. I mean, if you wore them today, they'd be pretty serviceable, right? They're, like, they're not even that uh, unfashionable.
1: I think they really are, like... At least at like a non-runway level, like ladies still tend to wear way skinnier pants. Yeah. But these are like weird. He's really, really not showing off, shown off any assets. You know what I mean? No. You know what I'm saying. They're pretty modest. They're they're really they're really momish. Yeah. They're but they're like a weird grunge mom.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like your '90s mom might still be wearing these now.
0: Yeah, I I should call my mom and ask her if she's wearing those jeans. She might be.
1: Uh, ha- hasn't 90s mom been a concept that's come up on this podcast before? <laughs> I think about it all the time. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that's our a early recurring subject. Mm-hmm. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. What's the segment after that? Because I don't remember.
0: <laughs> um, so, so you had an idea for a new segment, and you said that was front matter. But does that mean we advertise it in the front, or we do it in the front?
1: Oh no, no. So the new segment. Well, we should probably advertise it throughout. All right. So just like last time, the rave reviews are in, like just like we expected. Mm-hmm. Way more listeners after we added the reviews. Mm-hmm. Glad you guys liked them so much. There will, once again, be uh, a new set of reviews from both of us mm-hmm. here at, at the end of the podcast. So make sure and stick around, like, and subscribe.
0: That's true. Um, yes.
1: <laughs> and, I mean, if you're feeling wild, like, if you're feeling crazy, like, you don't have any control of your body, and you just got to do whatever we say, you know, go ahead and just... Click on some of those banner ads. I mean, I wouldn't, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Install no script and then just click away, man. <laughs>
1: yes. You might want to center click, you know, so you don't interrupt the video. Uh. Um, and you can just open up, like, broken windows and, like, do all kinds of terrible stuff. I, like Once again, I wouldn't recommend this. But it would be great if you did. It's
0: so empowering to just be able to click on anything you want. (laughs) Just close your eyes and just click away. Yeah, yeah. that's what I would recommend, but only on our webpage when we have
1: Yeah. So so. uh, as we definitely already mentioned in the intro, which you've already heard, um, just a reminder, there's going to be another new segment right before reviews. And trust me, it's going to be fun. Um, it's so, it's going to be the
0: best segment, guys. Trust me.
1: Well, yeah. maybe not better than reviews. I mean, reviews <laughs> is
0: a really good segment. That's true. It might be the second best segment.
1: <laughs> like, I feel like reviews is the crown jewel of our segment.
0: <laughs> trust me. And... Yeah, yeah. Trust me. I've already fantasized about this other new segment that we have in my head. And it was the best. For sure. The best, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be good.
0: Yep,
1: yep. Um, so we got
0: our, our plugs volume one uh, out of the way here. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the game, I guess. Mm. Yeah. The game Reigns. Rains.
1: Spelled R E I. Rains, G-N-S, bro. N S. Yeah. Like like a king. You know, like a king it rains, not like
0: a cloud rains. Yeah. So so I thought of this great bit about rains. So uh, okay, yeah, so the bit is that you told me that we were gonna talk about rains and then I forgot and accidentally installed Twitter and, or not Twitter, accidentally. accidentally I accidentally accidentally installed Twitter and then I got into politics. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> No, but but so I was supposed my to, yeah. so I was supposed I was gonna say, to say then your like offensive tweets immediately got you banned. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got me banned and into office. It's amazing how that works. It's two for one, uh-huh. two for one. Um, yeah, so I was supposed to install Rains, but I accidentally installed uh, Tinder. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. But I'm married, so I can't swipe right for anybody. So,
1: well, maybe I thought maybe you're one of the people that were listed on there. You know, just looking for friends. Uh,
0: no, I don't think that's what Tinder is for. I thought of something. I, I didn't think so either. There.
1: But it's yeah. it's funny. How, how often that crops up?
0: No, so so I didn't I didn't want to swipe right, so instead I decided to just swipe left to show off how mm. unavailable I am and feel. Good yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like wow! Look, yeah. At this, look at this model. Uh-huh. Look at this CEO. Uh-huh. Look at all these. Look at all these ladies. I bet I'll. Uh, I bet... Oh, sorry, sorry to disappoint, ladies. Zach's. Off the market. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, so that was that was fun. Uh, and another fun thing is the game itself, which sure. uh, which, as I hinted at, uh-huh. is kind of like Tinder. It's it, like medieval Tinder. Yeah, exactly. It's media- medieval Tinder, except instead of trying to meet women, you're trying to manage a kingdom
1: or dudes. You. Instead yeah. of trying to meet. That's true. I mean, you you, you could be trying to meet other sorts of people
0: yeah
1: like a minotaur uh or
0: Uh, a harpoon or a fascist dictatorship or an anonymous multinational corporation yeah yeah all kinds of bot a cool bot yeah yeah so pretty much anything and uh and you know, I think that the basic interface of the game is probably the first thing that you would talk about, and it's really inspired, because it's just like... I think
1: you know. I think the first thing we should talk about, which is setting a real precedent for the John's cast, is um, what system... This is available on in case uh, anybody in the audience wanted to play it. Oh, okay. Or uh, <laughs> or know what of the, I'm sure, other games with this exact title uh, uh, we are referring to.
0: Reigns um, is at least available for phones.
1: Uh, it's, a, it's a phone game. You can play it on your smartphone. I played it on an internet phone, on the internet operating system. Um, Did you play it on an internet phone, Zach, or a robotic phone, an Android phone? Uh,
0: I played it on YouTube. Don't tell anybody. Oh, you played it on YouTube.
1: Nice. Yeah. uh, Lazy devs play on YouTube instead. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it's also on Steam, so I presume it's on at least Windows, if not also Mac and Linux, too. Um, Okay. uh, Which is great. So everybody can have Reins.
1: Everybody can play this unless you're a console tart. I mean, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it's not a podcast that caters to console tards <laughs> or uh, people who are like Levi's purists. Sorry.
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, in, enjoy your Halo, Levi's wearers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Am I right?
0: Yeah. I, I bet Master Chief will really be impressed by your 5.11s
1: and like uh 8 fast 8 furious uh-huh. uh with, they don't even have cars i don't think in it
0: did they drive so hard that they don't need cars anymore
1: <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a real crash in the boys uh-huh. situation where they practice for so long they no longer need instruments uh-huh.
0: <laughs> It's, it's the production's a lot easier they just sort of have them all sit in chairs in front of green screens
1: <laughs> like i've never seen a fast <laughs> I think that. But yeah but like vin diesel has been in so many fast and furious movies at this point i will admit i've never seen any of them i've seen previews for almost all of them though and I feel like he has full-time employment on Fast and Furious films and has for, like, eight years now or something. Yeah. And he doesn't really do anything else.
0: Well, why no. would he need to? Um, you know, the, the... He's too Fast and Furious for another job. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, the overthinking it, guys, really like those movies. And I, my impression is that they're pretty well regarded, although I never have seen one. But but Ben, I have to ask you a, a serious question for a moment. Okay. Are you in uh, Team Vin or Team Rock?
1: Uh, I don't understand how I'm being asked.
0: What what? But the, the movies have Vin Diesel usually.
1: Oh. And and the Rock I, I was imagining sometimes. we were talking about the game again. I thought this was a really hard seg back to the game. Oh
0: like, my goodness, no.
1: So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the rock because of, um, his, his control of, his magical control of water as an element. Like, he's a pretty cool, like, burly, lots of HP, uh, you know, water mage. And you don't see that often, especially as a male. Like, that's an interesting subversion of archetypes. I gotta go, I gotta go Dwayne the rock.
0: Johnson. All right. And uh, I, is that from Moana? Uh,
1: no, that comes from um, a sort of like way now long the truth, because these jokes only get funnier the more I explain yeah. them. This one probably does, because there's literally two other people on the planet, I think, who would get it. Um, none of them but me, or you know, besides myself, uh, uh, listen to this podcast. Or are on it. So, um,
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh, yeah, but in, in, I think either high school or like early, early college, back before I met you, there was a popular, probably not even popular, there existed a PlayStation 2 game that while like stuck in Walmart, uh, Joe, who was a future future guest at an unknown time for this this cast here, um, mm-hmm. uh, and I would uh, stumble around really bored the video game section, just sort of like making fun of the covers and <laughs> of different <laughs> video games. And there was a PlayStation 2 game um, that had that starred the Rock Johnson. I, I assume it's based on one of his. Films. I don't know if it was, like, a Scorpion movie. Like, it was usually in, uh, you know, like budget bins um, for, like, a very long time after its release. And it was not a wrestling game, but it starred The Rock as some character in this PlayStation 2 game. And on the back of it, okay. he's doing this really weird fucking thing where he's making, like, a crazy sort of, like, real sorcerer Mickey hand motion. And... <laughs> the other part of it, and, like, un, I don't know, I guess, presumably, they thought unrelatedly, but, like, nothing else is happening in it. Um Like, I think uh-huh. it's, like, a 2D brawler, but this is not supposed to be what you get out of it. There's, like, this weird, like, eruption of water in front of him, and so we, from that moment on, have always interpreted Dwayne and the Rock Johnson as being this uh, sort of water mage and that was like the secret to his uh, wrestling and film
0: career oh so he's basically the people's hydromancer yes
1: yes he's definitely yeah, he's okay. definitely the people's hydromancer with a bold name like rock like <laughs> <laughs> All right, so cool. what kind of game would you say Rains is this phone game definitely it was definitely a game made for smartphones you can play it on everything now um but it's like you probably want to play it on a phone honestly it's only like three or four dollars and it's very fun uh that's my quick take um and because of its control scheme it probably makes a fucking lot of sense to play on a phone
0: uh well i would say like systems wise it's probably closest to being a simulator Mm-hmm. Um, like so, you're running a kingdom, and there are like attributes. King. Yeah, yeah, you're a king, as as kings tend to do, and, and you're they reigning and, and yeah. during
1: your reign uh, in your kingdom. Yeah.
0: Bring an umbrella, get it. <laughs> okay. Um, so so your uh, your kingdom has different attributes. Has
1: five, uh, I think.
0: Four. four. Um, and these things can be doing better and worse. They're just a uh, gauge
1: is... that can be go from all the way full to all the way empty. Um, yeah. There's no there's more a... nuance towards it than that.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, there's the church, like how strong the church is, how well off your people are, how uh, how strong your military is, and how much money you have. Uh uh-huh. And like Ben said, each of these can be all the way full or all the way empty. Or all the
1: way in between. The, Any, anything in that spectrum. Like it's not an on-off switch. Right. But there's no right. attributes sort of really associated with them so far as I can discern.
0: Right, and, uh, and so the basic thing you do in the game is it presents you with this card, and the card is a yes or no question, and it's usually a character that's asking you the yes or no question, so it's really sometimes
1: cute. Sometimes they're not
0: yes or no, but
1: they're always like a two, you know, an either or style question, but usually they're actually just yes or no. Like that's by far okay. the most common one and it's turn based so like every turn is a different one of these cards essentially unless something wacky happens
0: right and and depending on uh, depending on what you pick something will happen to your gauges like uh your if you might like build a cathedral and that makes your church small your church higher and your money lower Right. And yeah, that like, would like that's card. a great example because
1: it also probably do them both yeah. a lot and these do not move yeah. can, like they can move a humongous amount at once or like a tiny amount at once
0: as yeah. well and it's and also you learn what all the cards do but it's not immediately clear what effect which cards are going which to is have on which thing super yeah.
1: frustrating and kind of fun like um so if you slide the cards very slowly on the touch screen, I don't know if I'm just super stupid and don't know how to read this, or if it just is ambiguous. Um, it will tell you what bars it's going to affect, but so far as, and it can tell you, and it will tell you which bars it's going to affect. And this is if you don't put it all the way, but you slide that direction slowly. To either side, it'll tell you. So you can see both before you do them. Um, and it will tell you, like, the magnitude of the changes and what bars, but so far as I can discern. And this may just me be, be, this may just me be being, be, being. Wow, it's a horrible sentence. Super stupid. Me, be, be. Me, be, 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 be. being, being, being. Me I read be. Heidegger. Being, 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 being. <laughs> uh, like, it may just be me being real dumb, but, uh, like, I can't tell whether if you're going to go up or down except by, like, guess from the context of the question. I can just tell what things are going to be affected and by what magnitude, very roughly on magnitude.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's the point. Like, uh... I don't know. It it kind of adds something into the game to try to figure mm-hmm. out like based on this word problem, what's going to happen.
1: I, now that I'm and in the, like my fortieth generation of kings, it's a lot yeah. less interesting because like I've seen like I'm trying to. It's become like I'll play eight games without seeing a new one huh. sometimes. Yeah,
0: but, but it does it does also add new. So things, it like, gives you uh, mission yeah.
1: objectives after your first yeah. one. Like each time that are like sort of new suggested things to do, and if you do, it unlocks sort of a new mini deck of possibilities to be mixed in in a really fun, satisfying Binding of Isaac way.
0: Uh, on occasion, you go into a dungeon, mm-hmm. and that's kind of bewildering and really nerve wracking because I found it a has key time one it. time.
1: So, like, yeah. weird things can happen. Like, if you just end up in the dungeon, the game just totally changes. Like, all of your bars essentially just become health bars. Um, and you can never interact with any of the normal systems in the game again. It even tells you as much as soon as you go in. It just now becomes like an old school style. What's the game where you like, uh, fight the Gru and stuff? Zork. It's like a, it's like a, it just becomes a Zork essentially with some like nice single panel art for each card cuz every card has art not all unique art but the art is very good that's there it's in a very consistent interesting very strong style of the game like for how visually little it is like it could just be a text only game for sure like the visual design and UI design is extremely good in this game i would say and yeah, consistent
0: it 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 looks like it's made of construction paper Not in a South Park way, like in a really, instead of like a really shitty, like you
1: can see the glue smears on it like like a really nice, like your, your like architect dad did this elementary school project for you and it's just really (laughs) obvious he did sort of way.
0: But you, but you still got an A. Congratulations. You won first place. Thanks, dad. Thanks. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. Um,
1: You want to call a break here? We're down for a break.
0: Uh, let's see what our timestamp is. Uh, we... Oh yeah, we've been recording for 27 minutes. Let's take All a break. Right.
1: I'm glad my break sensor was on. Yeah,
0: nice. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Bleh. Gancreen is a bad way to have fun. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Johns Cast. So Zach. Yes, Ben. Question
0: for you. What's that? A,
1: a real important question.
0: What is it, Ben?
1: Do you believe in fairy tales?
0: No. But uh,
1: next question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but uh, talking about this fantasy game, uh, mm. brought to mind another exciting story. This in the fantasy game, that, phone yes. game, rains. Uh yes, this fantasy phone game Ray, is also available on Steam. Uh for $3.299. Yeah. A steal. USD. Um so, uh when I was a little kid, oh, let's estimate 10 years old, uh in daycare, they used to show VHS tapes that uh, sort of animated fairy tales. Uh-huh. And then there was this one that I found, like, really profoundly disturbing and just never heard about again. Okay, and, wait. Uh,
1: yeah. I This would just be to describe this as an ongoing segment? Yeah. i propose proposed a new segment, and this is the inauguration of it. Okay. Tales from Daycare.
0: Tales from Daycare.
1: Tales from Daycare. Awesome. All right. Continue with this first tale of daycare. So,
0: so the uh, the story, as I remember it, is that there's this uh, girl, and she's sad. Except that there's an angel that visits her every night, and he's like her boyfriend, and they make out and stuff. And uh, a sensual angel. Yes, very sensual. And uh, and then her sisters get jealous, and so they put. Like a screen of blades in front of the window. Wow, it's
1: yeah. pretty fucking hardcore.
0: Yeah, so so being sort of a dumb bird, the angel comes in anyway <laughs> and lacerates himself. Uh-huh. And uh and then he's like, Well, I'm dead, I have to go to hell now, bye. And he leaves a feather for her. And uh-huh. she's like, Well, this really sucks. So, uh so she takes the feather and travels to hell herself. And, uh, and Boy, I... does
1: this sound like a barely Christianized
0: folktale. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? She goes to hell, and she yeah. meets a witch, and this witch says, you know, you're going to have to do a lot of walking to get to where your boyfriend was, and, uh, and you're going to need some shoes for that. And the cost for a pair of shoes is one eye. And she's like, Oh,
1: that's so that's a straight up like Odin underworld visit where, where his cost is. That's why he always has the one eye and the uh, and he'll do his helmet or hair over one eye is because Odin pays one of his eyes for the ability to see all things, and that's how he becomes omniscient. That and,
0: is um, in the underworld, and so he trades an eye for it. What a cool tidbit! Also, I like that Odin has a comb over. It's like mm-hmm. the world's first emo haircut. But not, yeah.
1: yeah, he has, he's, he's got like a, he's got a deep asymmetric haircut. Um, his comb over is an eye comb over rather than a bald spot comb over.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> or he'll sling the like, that's the other reason he's got like the big, like almost witch hat you'll see him depicted with pretty frequently. Um, um which is a, uh, also like the, the vampire hunter D monster hunting hat frequently in like Japanese things, which oh. he also wore when he was in like human form to cover up his missing eye. Cause apparently even when shape shifted, his eye is missing. So.
0: Wow. That's, that's so metal, Ben.
1: <laughs> I mean, Norse mythology is definitely the most metal of religions. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> without any doubt. <laughs>
0: That's fun. Uh, so anyway, back the, to tales from daycare. <laughs> the uh, the girl's first pair of shoes wear out, and she uh, she runs into a second witch, and, uh, mm-hmm. and the witch is like, "Well, I can give you another pair of shoes, but the cost is your other eye." And she's like, okay. What? no, 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 <laughs> no. she did it. No, she did just it. Then, it. Just barefoot it. Just barefoot it. She did it, and then she wandered through hell blind, and she ran out of that pair of shoes. And then she had a third pair, or, and she ran into a third witch. And the witch is like, well, you don't have any it... eyes left, so this is going <laughs> to cost you your feather. And that one really upsets her, but she's like, okay, I guess I have to keep doing this. And, uh, and
1: so, gamblers' fallacy. Gamblers' <laughs> fallacy.
0: And, yeah, that's the moral of this story: gamblers' fallacy. But, uh, but some some ancient wisdom of gamblers' fallacy. And so uh, so she gets the third pair, and she ends up making it finally, and she finds her boyfriend. Except he's already just lying dead in a hammock. Uh, <laughs> And that was the end of the story.
1: That is a fucking really hardcore uh, daycare experience, dude. Like, this is this is definitely like a daycare chiller.
0: Yeah, this um, is, it's super disturbing. And then I have searched for it like from time to time through my life, never found anything it like it.
1: So right. my, I have a yeah. possible answer okay. for how to find it. Um, I know you have a friend who, uh, is in like folklore studies, graduate school.
0: Yeah. He was going to
1: be the guy to ask.
0: Well, he's in the story, right? So, so I, uh, I keep thinking about this story periodically throughout my adult life. And, uh, and then I find out that this friend of mine is a folklorist. And by the way, I, I meet him like my last year of grad school. And uh and so I think to ask him about it and he says, Oh, I know what this is. And uh as it turns out it's uh very similar to some particular Greek myth. I forget which one.
1: Interesting.
0: I don't remember all of it. I kinda wish I did. But Is uh, it a psyche? Yeah, that's it. Is that, that was that okay. was it. it's psyche, yeah. And uh and so, it's a
1: it's a way more Norse version of it though. It's got all these it's got all these like Odin flavor elements in there as well. Yeah. That's, that's for my like third PhD when I've just really given up. <laughs> I'm just sort of riding the, riding the train in be folklore studies because that is some cool shit.
0: Yeah. It's super cool.
1: I get to read quite a bit of it for my own research, which is nice.
0: Nice. Yeah. And, and so, uh, I find out that it's similar to Psyche, but more than that, I find out that there is a, uh, a etymology of folklore stories, right? Like there's a book that, that enumerates all the different kinds of folklore stories and it gives them all numbers. And like this story is a variation of this story. Do you remember what that's called?
1: I know, like, I don't know how to actually read it. Um, cause I, I don't use folklore stuff enough. Um, but I know there's like this weird, like categorization. Um, I don't actually even know how to interpret it. Yeah. So, so, like I know, I know it's like I know you can write music in some sort of six-bar structured <laughs> structure, <laughs> but I do not know how to read the structure.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, so I, uh, through some really uh, heroic googling. I eventually figure out where this story falls in this book, and it turns out that it's a variation of Beauty and the Beast. Hmm. Like uh, they're they're different like subcategories of the mm-hmm. same category. Uh, mortal falls in love with beast. It's the thing, and in uh, this particular one is called Finest the Falcon, and it turns out it's from Russia. Which I was very gratified to find out, because that was my oh, guess. interesting. Because Russians are really into witches, you know. Bob they Bob. are yeah. really into witches. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and so I found a copy of the story on the internet, and it's the same thing, way more tame than I remember it, which is a bit of a disappointment. So I don't remember whether I just made up all that stuff, or whether it was a different variation. <sighs> Anyway, well, I mean, either yeah.
1: way, it's a different variation.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, I guess it doesn't make that much of a difference, right?
1: I um, mean, isn't that how a folk story works? Like, yeah. <laughs> if anything, you're just adding to the canon
0: of uh, of that story. Yeah, pretty much. Just like how we uh, sort of make up our own narrative in Reigns. Like, it gives you the components of this happens, then this happens, then this happens. But you're the so, one who gets to put it together, yeah.
1: So you probably don't get this playing on YouTube, but sometimes, much like on Tinder, I just get like swiping. Mm-hmm. And I just get into a fury, <laughs> and like my my brain is really lagging behind my thumb, <laughs> and I I'll just make a decision, and then I'm just like as like a moment later, like as it's registering, I'll just be like, oh no. I wanted the other one. It's game over.
0: (laughs) Oh, and we forgot to mention the game over condition is really interesting. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, we
1: should definitely talk about that. So systemically, this game is very light. It's definitely more of like uh, especially text adventure. Like if you're a person who is into interactive fiction, this is going to be very light comparatively, but it's really good. If you're somebody who's like, I really like the idea of IF, but that shit is like such an inner masturbatory wank fest, I don't know where to start. By the way, that's how I feel. (laughs) Um, uh,
0: If
1: if you feel like that, you you might be like, I want to play a game on my phone that's like a sweet-ass choose-your-own-adventure. And it's not the sorcery series, even though maybe Zach and I should do that for a later one of these casts. Um, You're like, this game is really cheap. This game is fucking good. Like it's very, like also like it's very choose your own adventure, but it does have this level of systems, and it's those five bars we brought up earlier. So like, all of those like normally you're used to wanting your bar is full. Yeah. This is not one of those cases.
0: Yeah. Well, like you, you don't want them empty, right? Like, no,
1: no. We'll get to that. But yeah. like normally, you don't want your bars empty. Yeah. Like you, you could probably imagine these as health bars, except they're not. This yeah. is The distinction
0: I'm trying like, to make. Like if you run out of money, then you have to anytime, step down. If if you if your military is uh, entirely weak, then you get invaded. Right. Yeah. Like, like yeah. anytime
1: any of the five bars get all the way full or all the way empty, you instantly game over unless you're in a very special, special circumstances where you're no longer in control of the kingdom. Like if you're currently like the avatar of Satan, which happened once, then like, that's not, the game has different rules, if you go into that dungeon we mentioned earlier, which is very long and big and I've nowhere near completed, um, but that's like you could like that could be way longer than a whole normal game where you play just from the first turn in the dungeon like that just totally changes what the game is um, there's a few other like sort of rare missions and events you can get yourself into like with the devil and things um, but change how the game works at a very basic level generally these bars like your safest place is in the middle you want all of them in the middle but normally you're raising some and dropping some and like just shit happens that will just change them as well and so you need that give from the middle because if they go all the way to max or all the way to bottom for any of them you get a generic game over so that's 10 game overs there's 40 game overs total
0: well there's only four bars ben so it's uh, it's oh there's only
1: four bars so there's So there's eight, eight like of those generic ones, yeah. and then um, 32 were uh 42. I think it's 32. I think there's 40 game overs, and it like keeps track of all the things you've seen and done. Um, it's a it's a cool game. Like it sounds so basic like that, but it's actually a lot of quite strategic choices and a lot of random luck. Yeah,
0: the fa- um, the fact that you can't have your bars go full adds like a surprising amount of depth. Like I want my church to be strong enough that the people or that I have control over the people through the church, but I don't want the church to be so strong that it's stronger that than they I take
1: have. control of you. Yeah, right,
0: yeah. Because if the church bar feels
1: all the way up, if any of them do. So there's one sort of like vaguely happy answer, and it's if like the population, like the peasantry happiness bar goes all the way max, what ends up happening is it's the only one I've seen, I think I've seen all eight, like um, generic bad ones, but um, if that goes all the way full, the people like riot and oppose the government, but they don't harm you. And you end up being like important in the new republic or something. Like it's a, but it's still game overs the game. It's like the least bad of them.
0: Yeah, but you're a dictator. You're in it for the dictation. Yeah. So the
1: moment you stop being a dictator, you game over. Yeah. Um, and you, um, the next game. So a super cool thing about this game is, is like, and the main thing I wanted to talk about here on the second half, uh, me personally at least, um, was, how it evolves over time so we already mentioned like as you unlock as you make some really like wild choices you'll and complete these missions that you just do through the choices if you can figure out how to do them which is sort of the puzzle of it um you unlock new decks basically like mini decks that get mixed in just to the overall pool In a very binding of Isaac way, the way like new enemies and new bosses and new items just start appearing in the randomized dungeons. It looks very much like that. Um, While you're doing that, oh God, Zach, I've done a terrible thing. What did you do? I lost the thread. I did too many clauses. I lost the thread,
0: Zach. Bring it back to the thing that you're interested in talking about. (laughs) Okay, that's what I—that was the
1: thread I lost, Zach. Thanks for picking up that floor off that thread off the floor and giving it to me.
0: It's your thread now, Ben. The most important thread. Weave it into a beautiful podcast.
1: So that's that's a way we've already discussed this. It's like your ability to unlock these things and growing, but like you're on an overall timeline and the events. Like, create that you, in the choices you make, create an ongoing story from game to game to game. It's like, you're whoever ends up in charge next after the person you were when you died. Whether that be your son, or any number of, like, random people, or whoever takes control after you, or whatever. And it's like, because characters don't have stats, that doesn't really matter. Like, they're still just whatever choices you make. There's no difference between them. But, like, the decisions you made for the kingdom definitely do matter. And so like, wars you were in and stuff carry on. Like, things you built for the kingdom and stuff, unless they get destroyed, which I don't know if that happens or not, um, are just there forever. And occasionally you'll get, like, items or magical effects that last forever. So I ended up getting something called Loaded Dice. Um which makes you, if you, so there's like a court jester who has all these associated Trump jokes, takes that mm-hmm. as well, um, he's kind of funny, um, but he always just fucks up your shit. Like he's just the shitty jester. Um, and he just, like, constantly recommends you do terrible things, and just, like, just, like, as a thing he does, like, he'll just, like, deconstruct all the trebuchets from the army and stuff, like, just as, and so, like, when that happens, the question is, like, how much do you punish him, like, is, because there's not nothing you can do to, like, make him not, um, and so, like, those things carry over, and I got this, this thing called Loaded Dice, and so he does a, he does a game called Red Dwarf, which I know is named after, I don't know if it's a series of books, or a radio show, or it's a television a TV show. show. Or what. It was a TV used, show, so it's yeah. a television show. Yeah. Um called Red Dwarf, I assume it's a reference to that, but, uh, it's a, just a dice betting game. You can play with him, with the kingdom's treasury, <laughs> which you can win, or like, when in this betting game, if you win too much, you insta-game over if you fill up that box. Mhm. um <laughs> of course, like you can just raise the stakes to a level that you insta game over in either direction <laughs> in this betting game um, but loaded dice makes forever from thence on when you play the game no matter what and no matter how much you bet or how many times you do it, you always win when you play them nice um and so that can like it's been thirty generations of kings or something since I've had that and it's just. It's, like, a constant effect. But, like, also you can build things in the cities, in your kingdom and stuff, but like, permanently change the landscape. And how things carry over from game to game is really cool and interesting, is what this super long,
0: boring ramble was about. <laughs> uh, did you ever play Rogue Legacy? Mm-hmm. Seems similar.
1: I think it's a lot more interesting than once in Rogue Legacy, actually. Huh? I liked Rogue Legacy. The Rogue Legacy, you're just, you change the dungeon a little, but in sort of very facile ways. Yeah. And you basically upgrade your characters. While this changes the whole state of the world and the plot, occasionally permanently, in very strange and sometimes totally negative ways. Hmm. Like, this will just be... War is the last for five generations of kings, and it has all kinds of ups and downs, and all kinds of like plot developments to go with it. And all like that's not the same as just like unlocking a new area or making your guy stronger or weaker. Like it's a, it's a like you change the state of the world, and the world is a very functional timeline and character almost, and it, it's separate from yourself that you only have very indirect control over, and just totally changes what things are available to different people for generations at a time in, I think, very interesting ways.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Like, I think that permanent damage in video games, at least at it, it, this time in history, is really effective, right? Because it's, it's so different from what we would normally expect. It's not every time I turn on my NES, Mario is starting in the same place.
1: Right. Right. It's a, it's a way to like, for our like, dopamine burnout generation, and perhaps even more so the one after it, um that's already like deep into video game culture at this point, you know, like, the view behind the radar, Zach and I are cruising towards 30 in a real hurry. <laughs> real quick. Um there's there's plenty of six year olds like imagine all how many ways you felt about video games by the time you were six and like how much of actually a part of that culture you were. Mm-hmm. There's a whole nother generation of people at this point that are like uh, deeply involved in making their own memories and reception of that, that they will carry with them for 20 more years in the future. Do you think is a important thing to keep in mind? Like old fogies like us, uh, you know, gotta gotta remember that you're you're coming
0: alongside somebody else um, and take that into account. Everything in the future will be Minecraft based. <laughs> this
1: is is this is this the dystopian future is this my philip k dick future in which i start just like really caring about things and thinking and writing about them and they all start coming true in this way that's really horrifying and personally upsetting to me because i like your fortress just way too much in college (laughs) yeah this was all your fault i mean there's there's significant evidence pointing to this Zach. like uh Like, if you follow the trajectory of things I thought were cool and things that are now cool, it's, it's getting uncomfortable in ways and it panning out in ways I'm not sure like. Like, uh, (laughs) boy, was liking superheroes as much as I did then and now a lot less exciting 20 years ago. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's true. Of course, as with Philip K. Dick, it's not like you were ever in control, really. It's just your fault. It's
1: just, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just the pink beam from uh-huh. <laughs> sweet, sweet
0: satellite. Yeah, exactly. The Jesus satellite. Um, but so yeah, Zach. Yeah.
1: If you had another thing you want to do you have anything else you want to say about the game
0: otherwise i'm gonna i'm gonna seg us in oh, well, I just wanted to dwell on permanent damage a little bit more. It's like, a super cool idea yeah
1: like, i I totally am about it too
0: yeah, and like I don't know if a six year old or somebody who's a six year old now will find it as unsettling when they're my age as I do but it's just, like, so weird that some software on my computer can be permanently altered from where it started, right? Like, it really makes me feel like I don't have control over what's going on, which is sort of the opposite of what I typically play video games for, right? Like, it's it's deeply, deeply supposed to be a world where I matter and where I'm in control. And if you have something where, like... Uh, uh uh-oh, I screwed up, and now this function of the game is going to be different from now on. Like, it's much more like life and much less like a game. That's, I mean,
1: that's totally how Reigns work. Like, so it sounds so negative talking about it, and I think that's a lot of the aesthetic appeal of it, actually, is like... I remember being so angry and upset about shit as a kid like, when I would fuck up in a video game. But, boy, was that the palest of experiences compared to, like, holy shit. I also just get way too upset about this. But I just, <laughs> like, it's still, like, it was such an emotional experience to me. And it was so upsetting to me at the time. And, honestly, I still am pretty upset thinking about it now. <laughs> when I was about halfway through Final Fantasy Seven, I was probably, like, fifth grade I think this was like my second time mm-hmm. playing at it and at the time I got way further in it my, my first try um, and I was using like a shitty third party memory card because it held like 40 times as much as the generic Sony one for like half the price mm-hmm. well um, about like Three months after owning it, uh, as my only memory card, uh, it fucked up and corrupted all data on the memory card. Oh no. When I was saving in Final Fantasy 7 and that's just so erased sad. everything in every game. And I just lost my shit. Oh, that's and horrible. As, like, both as a player. Like, as an audience member and as an artist creating it, like, the ability to even dabble in that level of emotional affect of, like, permanent change in that sort of thing is so enticing on both sides. It's really hard to resist, despite, like, how ruinous and, like, totally can just be, like, there's all kinds of games and this has happened before where I was like... 30 hours into a JRPG or something, and then something happened to my save file or something, like, I was like, well, guess I'm done with that game. I just never will play it again. <laughs> like, like that's part of the problem with Extremity is you can actually push that into a zone where people just are done as well, of course. Like, true. Or even worse than done where they, like, will hate you. But the, the power there on both sides is, like, a participant... And as a creator of just, like, grabbing people by those emotional hooks of, like, that much can be at stake is, I think, imminently pleasing and has such high highs that can possibly happen. Yeah,
0: it's it's like a real testament to the power of video games as fiction because a book cannot do that to you. Right, like a book is not going to destroy itself when you read it and permanently alter itself when you get halfway through, except for House of Leaves. But in general
1: <laughs> You need a crazy book. You yeah. need a crazy book at least.
0: But but that's like something that's unique to video games, and that's super cool, and I think it's something it's that really that cool. has a lot of potential that we haven't reached yet. It's really cool. Yeah. Alright, uh, so let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll be back with our really exciting new segment. Oh shit. Also,
1: you got our, you know, legendary reviews segment. All the rage.
0: Mm. I mean,
1: you guys pouring in last week to to hear it. I can't wait to hear
0: this week's reviews myself. So excited. So excited. Alright. Ah, the peasants are attacking. Ah. It's an uprising.
1: What do you mean they want to eat?
0: (laughs) Oh no, my distant cousin has a more legitimate claim on the throne than I do.
1: Uh. Uh. Oh, aren't we supposed to make gross sounds anyways? Like Dying King sounds? (laughs) Dig (laughs) deeper. Dig deeper. I don't care if a hundred people died. Keep digging. (laughs) Of course I want to deal with the devil, witch. (laughs) The
0: devil has lots of
1: money. Maybe he'll give me some. He gave me lots of money. Nice. He solved the church problem, too. And he turned everybody's eyes red. Cool. For the remainder (laughs) of that (laughs) lifetime.
0: Lovely. All right, so it's time for our exciting new segment. And uh, bum, bum. and so we've noticed that a lot of other podcasts have segments where listeners write in, and the hosts answer their letters. Well, we've boring. decided... Boring. Boring. We've decided <laughs> that, that in this new uh, startup millennium, we need to disrupt mm-hmm. the usual way of doing things. And Let's get multidisciplinary in here. Let's make it vibrant. Yeah. It's <laughs> We're going to flip things on their heads. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, in, this, in this segment... Try this trick and spin it. Yeah. <laughs> this segment is called Ask the Audience, where we, the Johnscasters, ask you, the audience, some questions...
1: And I want to ask you all these questions about how sweet you think this segment is. But you don't even know yet. You don't even know. Because, A, I already know. the segment's already awesome. We get to ask you guys questions, and you get to answer us. And that's awesome. So there aren't any at this point, unless we cut them in to older casts later. Which could be a thing that happened. Yeah. But maybe it's not. But could be. And in the event it does... Feel free to look at that list wherever we tell you to look at it in future podcasts <laughs> about past podcasts, and uh, that'll be a list of questions that we we had we still desperately could use an answer for, or at least you know we want one for. But we got fucking hot questions for you today. Yeah, and if it's... you've got an answer, yeah, Zach, write in. Where should people
0: write in that answer? They should write in at Johnscast at gmail dot com. That's J A W N Z C A S T at gmail dot com. And if you missed that, it's cool. I'll tell you again at the end of the segment.
1: He sure will. And I was planning on asking him to, yeah. but I didn't need to
0: because Zach is
1: on this motherfucker like the wolf. What? That is how solved these issues are. <laughs> like the wolf.
0: Hungry like the wolf. Also. Benjamin. Uh, hungry and fast, like the wolf. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Benjamin, what is your first question that you'd like to ask the audience? My very first one is
1: So, Mike, a friend of mine who tragically moved far as fuck away from me had this really profound idea that your favorite cheap beer says a lot about your character. So, what is your favorite cheap beer? Why? And for a bit of psychoanalysis, if you're feeling brave, if you're just, I mean, feel free to not answer this if you're a pussy, but like if you're not, you know, get your elbows in there deep, man, grease up. And like, what do you think your own favorite beer says about your character? So, I got to answer to this off the cuff. I'm ready because this came up in conversation with Mike so many years ago not that many it was pretty recent actually but it was a really fucking good idea Um in relation to my favorite cheap beer which is definitely Lone Star um, it's my favorite because it's got a, it's got higher than Budweiser alcohol percentage it's almost 5.5 percent uh... it's cheaper and it tastes way better I actually fucking love Lone Star haters gonna hate I drink a lot of fancy beers You know, like I'm into sours. I'm into barley wines. Barley wine is definitely my favorite genre of beer, but like I drink more lone stars than anything else and I love them. And if I want to drink a bunch of something or just in the mood for like, you know, like if I'm listening to a Weezer song about a cold one and want a cold one, I'm (laughs) reaching for a lone star. (laughs) I'm reaching for a lone star. And I, I think about my character that says that I grew up in the Southwest, which is true. And uh, I really like True Detective Season 1, which is true because that's obviously the best television show I've ever made. And also, Lone Star's got a lot of flavor. It's got a lot of booze. Low price point. I'm a drunk. And, you know, I, it's a good deal.
0: And it's delicious. Sounds good. Pragmatic, that's
1: what it says about my character.
0: Awesome. And
1: Texan. <laughs> pragmatic Texan, yep. that's what it says. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have a favorite cheap beer? If
0: if you have to drink up cheap beer, which one do you pick, Zach? Um, you know, I haven't really drank enough cheap beer to have a favorite.
1: Okay, yeah. that's fine. That's fair enough. Yeah. So Zach, I hear you also have a question. Yes for uh,
0: My question is, if you could take your favorite leafy green and mix it with your favorite game to make a different game, what would it be like? And, uh, and for my answer, my favorite game is FTL, and my favorite leafy green is spinach. So uh, I think my game would be called Faster Than Spinach, where, uh, oh, nice, <laughs> yeah, where where you race some spinach and FTS, yeah, FTS, you race some spinach and you usually win unless you don't want to. Do you? I mean, this is probably
1: a good topic for another cast, but like, ha, have you ever played Bug Rider?
0: Uh, I don't think so. No.
1: All right. I think, I think I found the, I think I found our Joseph guest cast and he's going to be super mad that this is what I make him do it for. But that's the best part. I'm laughing so hard inside right now. It's going to be funny. Great. All right. So that sounds like a really fun game, man. Yeah. I think so All too. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to go. <laughs> my favorite leafy green is marijuana and I'm going to go, um, <laughs> uh huh. And. So, my favorite game, depending on what day you ask me, uh, today, and it's one of my most common ones, is Earthbound. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely... Those are two great tastes that taste great together. So, marijuana plus Earthbound is, is just like Earthbound with better UI, where managing your inventory is less sort of... Existentially horrifying, and <laughs> how it's wasting your life, and you're just like, yeah, man, these items are really funny, man. <laughs> Earthbud, Earthbud, there you go. All right. Thank you. I didn't have a name. Zach had a name. That's
0: why it was his question. He's the master of it. Yep. All right, cool. And now for our much-awaited, much-anticipated do, 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 review segment. Do do. Benjamin, today we are reviewing brown rice. What do you think about brown rice?
1: Brown rice. So I'm a, a, an in, a not at all insignificant part of Zach and I's relationship is founded around Chipotle, um, and especially taking each other to Chipotle. That's true. I, I, you may be you may be worried, but I'm out of the closet. I've taken you to Chipotle all kinds of times and vice versa. And we had a great time tonight. That's (laughs) nothing I'm ashamed of. Me neither. And I don't know, man. I always get brown rice at Chipotle.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: There's more to it. I I honestly don't know how much I taste the rice at Chipotle because I am really, really smart. So I don't get the burrito and get the tacos instead because the topping ratio and diversity is so much stronger on tacos. It's just obviously the pro pick. Yeah.
0: I'm... this has been my position for years, which you're well aware of and it's okay. not changed. And I continue to dispute it, but that's for another time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I mean, man,
1: I th- it's just where it is.
0: Yeah. Alright, so, so let's make with the numbers. What does that mean? Well, I mean, like, graphics, 9 of 10. They do a... Nine, oh! Yeah, brown rice looks like very realistic brown rice. Is it 3D? Y- yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's a 3D object.
1: That's a
0: good... I- you know how I feel about 3D. Yeah, 3D is very important. Uh, sounds uh, like two of ten. Sometimes it's a little cracky if it's a little undercooked, but nothing that will blow you away.
1: <laughs> I've definitely eaten a couple of Chipotle burritos that just had totally raw, <laughs> dried rice. Yeah, you know that raw rice. It's, it's some
0: grit. It's some odd-garde sushi, man. Yeah. Like, uh, gameplay out out eight out of ten tasty okay. and replayability ten out of ten I'm still eating it even though I'm almost so when up. when do you think you first took the brown rice dive when did you convert uh, I don't know probably in college because I was that that's when you made most of your bad decisions <laughs> yeah pretty much. <laughs>
1: All right. So my review, uh-huh. comically enough, so Zach and I didn't discuss these beforehand. Yeah. Also, sort of food-related. Yeah. Uh, mine is Gatorade. <laughs> I'm only counting the two good flavors of lemon, lime, and orange because, like, I mean, you know, you could do fruit punch and pinch, and make you feel like you're a kid <laughs> in a good way. In a kid, in the sense that you're like on a sports team, and you're not allowed to pick your Gatorade flavor. Uh, yeah. So Gatorade. Let's. What are your thoughts on Gatorade, Zach? How
0: you How you writing in on as guest reviewer on Gatorade? Frankly, I hate Gatorade unless I'm really, really thirsty. And, Mm -hmm. and like, there's been a lot of shade cast lately on the uh, theory that Gatorade helps you, like, recover from exercise. But (laughs) one popular college football team that it's named after
1: said it was really good for them.
0: Yep, and I think that's good for them indeed. So, gameplay, Mm -hmm. 1 out of 10, because it's not helping my gameplay at all. Burn. Yeah. How's the graphics? Uh, graphics, like, four out of ten because they hire, like, professional graphic designers and they do have a nice logo. And the colors are cool. I like the colors. They're pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sounds, I don't know. I don't think it even makes a noise. You get a bit go, of a hiss go, 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 go. when you open it the first time. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a That's a pretty good hiss. I bet that's a manufactured hiss. An an optimized hiss for marketing purposes. Uh, 7 of 10. Replayability, 0 of 10. Never wanted again.
1: What this tells me, Zach, is you're not hungover nearly frequently enough or seriously ill because placebo effect, it sure well may be. But that's the coolest (laughs) part about placebo effect is that it's real life magic that actually works in a measurable uh-huh. sense and does heal you. And so I'm giving a high ratings to Gatorade. I am not a guy who's just going to drink some Gatorade, uh-huh. um, but I am a guy who frequently is seriously ill or frequently is hungover. And I always always keep at least a six-pack of orange or lemon-lime Gatorades around. Because you want who's frequently sleeping on my couch? People who are also very hungover. So... (laughs) (laughs) And it's a real lifesaver. I mean, you need this stuff when you need it. Like, if you're a man who can't put of bacon and eggs and toast in your mouth because you're too busy spewing everywhere. This sounds like a job for orange Gatorade. <laughs> so I'm giving replayability a 10 out of 10. Sound design, I like the hiss. I'll agree with Zach. I'll give it a 7. Graphics. If you can see the design, you probably don't need it. Um, <laughs> Five ish. Okay. Five ish. Uh, now, color wise, I mean, I think I think it deserves props on this. And we're gonna claim this is gameplay because I ended graphics. So like, <laughs> <laughs> graphics is definitely 3D. Gets my thumbs up there, uh, but uh. Yeah, no, Gatorade, uh, we have colors that are in common parlance named after it. And that's, I think, a really good sign that you're doing something with your game sign. Like, <laughs> you could call it highlighter yellow, or you could call it Gatorade yellow, and people know what you mean. It's true, man. Is it is it yellow? Is it green? I don't know. But it makes my head stop hurting and makes me stop throwing up. Definitely a buy. Don't rent. Don't <laughs> Pasco. Get some Gatorade. You yeah. You forgot to
0: tell us like buy rent skip. Oh Man, well um, well gee for sure don't rent it. Ugh. <laughs> I don't uh, rent Remind Gatorade. the
1: audience what your what your review is over and why they should not rent
0: it. Why they shouldn't rent Gatorade?
1: <laughs> oh well yeah, I meant for yours though.
0: Oh, yeah, don't red, red brown rice either. You're not a baby bird. You mean an adult bird? Oh, yeah. Baby birds you're not keep in the, their, baby, you're their not, brown rice. Yeah, exactly. Before they
1: explode. <laughs> <laughs> I, You I, you, you eat your brown rice the traditional way, which is doused in Pepsi as a soup, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good night, everybody.
1: (laughs) See you in two weeks or one. Uh, ah, Bye. What do you What do you mean that the church is as a coup? I thought they liked me. (laughs) I I built so many cathedrals, (laughs) Zach. So many cathedrals.